Life Happens on SAFM. Life Happens on SAFM. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. It's uh, six minutes past two on SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide, uh, leading the conversation. And, uh, of course, we are on 104 to 107. You can tweet us on at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Live Happens. 0891 if you want to join the conversation. SMS 41391 with an SMS costing you around 50 if you want to write a question. Uh, and uh, we want to talk about who was now, who was unemboisoned. The Overberg town of Briedersdorp lies about 180 kilometers away from Cape Town and some 30 kilometers north of Cape Agalis. The close-knit community was founded with the building of a Dutch Reformed church in the year 1838. Sadly, we know Briedersdorp for February 2013 when one morning a security guard, a security guard sorry, found 17-year-old Annenboisen on a construction site. She was on the brink of death and uh, she had been gang raped and she had been disemboweled. Seven years into his sentence at a free state prison, Johannes Ghana says he wants his case reopened and he says he confessed to raping Anen because he didn't know better at the time. So we want to know who Anen uh, Boysen was. At the time of Anen's death, Councillor Zukiso Tonisi was an activist and a community leader in Cape Agalas. Now she is a deputy mayor of uh, Cape Agalas and uh, we want to talk to her to talk, you know, if at all so a lot or nothing has changed in Cape Agalas in the seven years since Anen Boysen lost her life so tragically that day. Deputy Mayor Zukiso uh, Tonisi, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much um, for inviting me. I am really honored and privileged uh, to be on your show this afternoon. Fantastic. But, you know, the sad thing is we're talking about a sad time about uh, the area uh, that you are deputy mayor of. Uh, that day on the uh, in February in 2013 really redefined a town that most of us in South Africa uh, didn't know at the time. But it was beamed into us. And uh, the name of the town, uh, Cape Agalas, uh, ended up being known to us and associated with Anen Boysen's death. Take us back to the time when it was found that Anen Boysen was brutally killed. You were at the time an activist. Yes. Um, if I can remember properly, it, it, every time when we talk about Anen Boysen, may her soul rest in peace. And many victims of gender bi- gender-based violence in our country and around the world, may their souls also rest in peace. Um, I don't know what to say, whether may their souls rest in peace, but we cannot forget about them. Uh, the brutality that is that is in our society when it comes to women and girls. But l- let me take you back to 2013 February when we woke up in Bredasdorp. Bredasdorp is one of the, the quietest towns in Overberg. And I think also in the country, it's a loving town. Uh, when we woke up, um, you could feel that there's something happening. 
but you don't know what it is. I remember that afternoon I was um, I was at home, and when we got the news that there was this uh, murder that has happened, and we were like, really? Hmm. And out of nowhere, you were faced with the media all over you, and all over the streets of Pradarsdorp and the streets of Kipagalis, the town, the, 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 the very quiet town was all over in the news. And it was like, really? Is it happening in our town, mm. in our in our Dorpi, mm. in our rural town? These things, we see them in Cape Town or in bigger cities, but we never imagined that such a thing would happen in Cape Agales. Yeah. It, 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 it was said that we could experience such horror that has happened to a young girl of Pradarsdorp of Cape Agales. So yes, it was said. It, it it life was not the same. Yeah, life can't um, be. Life cannot be the same because um, the one thing she did manage to do, um, Anand Boysen, uh, was talk before she died. And before she yes. died, she told the police that multiple men. Multiple men had attacked her. Um, and we know that only uh, one was jailed, and the, the the one who was jailed now is wanting that case reopened. At the time, what stood out about this case for you? Because you say it's you know it's a loving town, uh, but it's not the most loving thing to happen to a seventeen year old to be gang raped uh, and then brutally murdered. Um, you know, at the time. Um, when when we discovered that Amin is no more, um, when we discovered that it is happening, it's in our doorstep. As I said, life was not the same, and we, we you had to adjust to what is happening. Mm. And you, yes, we are faced with problems, social issues, social ills, just like any town, just like any community in South Africa where, where so many things, drug abuse, alcohol abuse is happening. So we are a town that is faced by social challenges also. Mm. But at the time, yes, it did happen. But now, where to from there? That's a good question, cause, uh, I, but I suppose, uh, you, you know, uh, you can never uh, talk where you're going without ever reflecting uh, back. Mm. And, and um, you know, um, this seven-year period is necessary uh, to reflect back and redefine the town. And we talk now, you and me, during Women's Month, uh, we yes. were celebrating, the country was uh, commemorating, because I always correct my, myself when I say the word celebrating as yes. a woman, because I still feel like like uh, very little is to be celebrated, especially in the kind of times we live in with femicide being what it is. Let's talk about the community of Bredastorp, the issues that affect the community seven years later into the death of uh, Anin and the state of GBV in uh, Bredastorp uh, in terms of impact after Anin's death. Uh, young women, uh, do young women still get killed in the town or is there something that shifted in the psyche uh, after Anin died? Remember, after Anin, we were sadly faced with um, Jodine. We were faced with the death of uh, Katie. We were faced with the death, brutally death 
of elder Jafta, and the list goes on. We were faced with the with um, with a child from Elam. So I won't say um, these things don't happen, but the awareness that became after Amin Boysen, where people started to stand up, started programs where national and provincial government and local government came together to think of ways how do we ensure that we empower young girls and young men? Um, how do we ensure that our communities understand that safety for their kids is most important? It doesn't mean that when we stay in a small town such as Pritazdorp, these things won't happen. We've learned from from the death of Anin and, and all other women in our town that we still need safety. If you look at our IDP, all the wards spoke about safety, mm. that we don't feel safe. Even in, in your informal settlement, people were saying we're not feeling safe. Even people that are staying in your so-called uh, uh, advantaged areas, they were saying um, we're not feeling safe. So safety is not only about who you are. It, it, it cuts across all boards, all races, all gender. So that is what came out in all our words. So from 2016, as I became a counsellor, people were speaking about their safety, yeah. how safe they feel in Cape Atalus. Yes, a lot can still be done. I won't say the death of Anin Boysen, nothing has been done. We have the minister, the then minister, the minister, Blade Nzimande, um, when he was, I think he's still the minister of higher education, there's a, a Anin skill center. It was built to remember Anin. Um, in our town, as you drive into our communities, we have awareness with these bridges that we have uh, um, uh, uh, talking about abuse, talking about uh, uh, gender-based violence. The awareness is all over. And at the moment, on our budget, we have a 2 million rand that has been budgeted for, where we are going to extend the, the Anin Boysen Center into an urban park uh, recreational facility. Remember when, when, when I, I was privileged to attend the funeral of Jodine, and one of the things that came up there was to us as leaders of the town, Mayor, Deputy Mayor, we don't have facilities as young people. The only place that we can go and enjoy ourselves is in pubs, in shabins, and all of that. So hence, we are extending the Anin poison. Even we are in our budget, we're having um, outside door gyms and parks with recreational activities yeah. that we, we, we are putting as part of to ensure that people don't focus on the negative. We go out there and we enjoy ourselves in a way that it will be safe and in a way that everyone will that I can be part of this community. So we are doing, but we can do more. Yes, the partnerships between government and civil society, we are strengthening that, um, that partnerships. Because remember, 
There's nothing that government can do if they don't work closely with communities. Yeah, I'm going to stop you there. It's interesting that you'd say that to me because I suppose as a government worker now, you wear a different hat to the time yes. that you wore a hat as an activist. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you, it, it sounds like you've moved on in a way. But I will quote for you what Velma Brooks said. Velma Brooks is Anine's aunt because they yes. haven't moved on. Uh, it's nice Hi. that you talk of partnerships between government and civil society. Anine's aunt said, um, and I quote her, She said, we still think of her a lot and it brings bad memories because she was our little one and she was always around us. And suddenly she was ripped away brutally and we still cannot make peace with it. Every year on the 2nd of February, we think about that and we talk about her a lot. This is what her aunt said. And the one thing government Um, should help with, with law enforcement agencies, is the fact that Anin herself told the police that five or six men had attacked her. And we know that the detectives only made uh, arrests of three people. And, you know, only one of those uh, were found guilty. Um, I get the move for you personally into government work, but... Um, what kind of activism, if you say government is working in partnership with civil society, what kind of discussions are you having with civil society to make sure that the other five or six men that Anin spoke about uh, get arrested? And she doesn't just become a name in a building, uh, but the people who uh, did this to her aunt, Velma Brooks, and everybody who surrounded her life, her young life, uh, you know, may, may rest comfortably knowing that the other five or the or she said five or six the other five aren't walking around Pradastop very comfortably mm. remember um, the law enforcement agency said justice um, they played a big role in 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 the whole case um, one thing that we we do as the reason why I'm saying that the partnerships between civil society and, and government should should be at its utmost best is the following. A police officer will not be will not be able to arrest someone if there is not information. If we as communities, that is what we're talking, we're saying to communities. If we as communities we are going to hide people that are hurting our girls and our women, then the law enforcement will not take its course. That is the one. Mm-hmm. Remember, um, let let me pause you there. Um, uh, yes. we, we'll continue our conversation because I have to go to, to a break. But I also want you to apply your mind to the thought um, that, you know, the guy who je- d- currently has been arrested for Anin's murder, uh, once the case reopened, um, I want your thoughts on, on that and what you think it would mean for the community of uh, Bradarstop. We're in conversation with uh, the Deputy Mayor of uh, Pradarstop, uh, Cape Agalas Municipality, uh, Zuki Sotonisi, as we reflect on who Anin Boysen was. It's 21 minutes past two on SAFM. We'll be back in a short while.
Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. Welcome back. It's uh, 23 minutes past two. You're listening to SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. We're in conversation as we reflect on who Anin Boysen was with the Deputy Mayor of uh, the Cape Agalas Municipality. As you know, uh, Anin came from a community called Bradarstop, which is where she was killed. And we're talking to former activist and now Deputy Mayor of uh, the town, uh, Zukiswa Tonisi. Zukiswa... I mean, Deputy Mayor, I'm sorry. Uh, welcome back. We were, I asked you to reflect on the fact that uh, Johannes Ghana, uh, the man who was convicted of uh, Anin's um, uh, 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 rape and murder, uh, once the case reopened, what are your thoughts around that? Um, um, for me, it's of importance that society needs to have closure. If Joanna Skana feels that he needs to open, the, the case needs to be opened, he's got the right to do that. Um, I can't say he can't, they can't reopen the case or they can open the case. Um, it's up to the laws of this country that everyone has the right to justice. Everyone has a right to whatever. So we can't, we, can't, we can't judge and say the case cannot be opened. I can say to you today, I am fighting for him not, to, uh, um, not for the case to be opened. It's his right. It is constitutional right. It's the family's right to find closure. It's the community's right to find closure. Mm. What I am hoping for, if this case is reopened, I just hope that it's not going to reopen wounds from mm. any side. I just hope that if it comes to a point that it is opened again, that the law must take its course. Mm. If I don't think the judges and who sat for the trial of this case never applied their minds when they took the decision to to um to prosecute mm-hmm. but if he feels that he's now ready to say whatever he wants to say that he never had an opportunity he must be given the opportunity and- as uh, 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 um Anin's aunt said in one of the articles that I've read, they've not found closure. Mm, mm. Maybe by reopening the case, they might find. But what if if it's still the same? Mm-hmm. So what I would say is, we hope that the reopening of this case will not divide the town. Mm-hmm. It will make us even stronger. The reopening of this case will make sure that justice will be served to whoever and whoever is still thinking of hurting a woman out there in South Africa. So that is just my plea and my prayer is that justice must be served. We still have other cases. Jodine, we have not, there's no arrest yet. 
Mm. KD, there's no arrest yet. Mm. Mm. So it, it somewhere, somehow, um, it's justice for those cases. It's not there. What kind of an initiative or initiatives are you as the municipality of uh, uh, Cape Agales, uh and with Pradarstop as, as, as one of the towns, what kind of initiatives are you uh, putting forth this Woman's Month to fight the scourge of gender-based violence? Um, the one thing that we are doing, we're always doing awareness. Our, our awareness on gender-based violence is... 365 days. As I said to you, in each of our um, entrances on our bridges, we're having awareness where we're having young people doing mosaic, um, but everything is gender-based awareness. Um, in each and every entrance of our townships and our town, we will be having those walls that are saying, let's stop gender-based violence. That is the awareness that we are doing what we're also doing is we're building partnerships with NGOs to say, we as a municipality, we won't be able to do. We won't be able to be everywhere where you are as an NGO. We will support you. Do what, continue to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Tell us where are the shortcomings so that we can assist. Yeah. For example, if we have a department, a human development department, where we're saying empowerment of women, empowerment of girls, empowerment of men and boys. Yeah. Remember, if we leave boys behind, then we will have a sick society. Yeah. If we leave men behind, we will have a sick society. If we leave young girls and women behind, we will have a sick society. So that's, that's why it's important that we take everyone along with us. Yeah. No one must be left behind. Even Let- if you are staying in a shack, you should not be left behind. We need to take you with to empower you to make sure that you don't depend on the opposite sex to be who you want to be. Lastly, because time is uh, running away from me, um, I no, want to sorry. ask you if you were sitting with Velma Brooks um, as we round off this conversation, uh, because it was tough for them to be here. It's still it's still raw for them. What mm. would you say to her? What would you say to Anin's aunt? Um, KG, there's nothing that you can say to a mother that has lost a child. Yeah. What do you say to a mother that has lost? The child that they always had a picture that this child will grow up to the to be the best of their abilities. What do you say? The only thing that I would say to her is, I know what you're going through. Not I know. I understand what you're going through. But yeah. be strong. We are people of prayer. The Lord will never put something on your plate. And he knows that you will never be able to handle it. I unfortunately, say- unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Deputy Mayor, for your time. Deputy Mayor Zuki Sotonisi is uh, Cape Agalas Municipality Deputy Mayor. As we reflected on the life uh, that was shot and taken away very brutally uh, in a town called Bradarstop, uh, the Cape Agalas uh, Municipality town there of Anin Poison. It's 2.30, time for the news headlines with Nandika Biakas.